1: And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Hey, welcome
2: back to the program. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk coming to you from the legendary Rack Shack Barbecue Studio here in Egan, Minnesota. HittnerGroup.com is the website you want to go to. H-I-T-T-N-E-R Group.com. 612-627-8000. Write that down on the palm of your hand. 612-627-8000. Give us a -a -a ring-a-ling-a-ling if you've got any questions about your home and uh, what that valuation might be. We'd be happy to have a chat with you. No cost and absolutely no obligation. I have, uh, we've got uh, Chris Gallers in the studio. He's the chief executive officer of the Minnesota Association of Realtors. Before we go down the, the rabbit hole, I would like to know just what is the association's primary function and duty?
1: Sure. At the statewide level. So there's local associations across the state, and then there's the state and the national. Our focus is on advocacy large part of what we do is advocacy. Large part is risk reduction for brokers and members, which includes professional standards and the Code of Ethics and Code of Ethics Enforcement, a legal hotline. Um, There's a a booklet for members 300 pages long with all the different laws and rules and regulations that they can access 24-7, drafting the purchase agreements and making sure that you have access to purchase agreements in the marketplace, continuing ed that we have online, continuing ed, and soon we'll be launching 24-7 online continuing ed, uh, and in programs, conventions, legislative days, those kinds of things.
2: So then from from, uh, do the local associations then report to you, or how does that structure work?
1: No, it's uh, a structure where each of the entities is separate, but we collaborate in order to make it, because we have the same member, but we collaborate so that our efforts aren't duplicative. So if you're Minneapolis or St. Paul, they do advocacy, but they do it at the city level, mm-hmm. and a county level. We do it at the state level and the regulatory level. And then the national does it at the national level. So with the federal government and their regulatory bodies.
2: I think that a lot of uh, real estate agents I know for sure are confused about Mm -hmm. the need for a local association. They're just like, well, why isn't it just run by the state? Why do we have this duplication? Uh, Because every time you've got a association you've got overhead you've got you know offices you've got staff you've got all that stuff and it just seems like it could just all be run from the state
1: yeah well, i have to work with those folks, so I won't say I should put them out of business. Uh, That's the state association. They serve a valuable role. Uh, The two metro associations in Rochester own the RMLS, which has 93% membership uh, in the state. So Mm -hmm. almost everybody uses that particular service, which runs separate from them, but they own that. Uh, They deliver other services at the local level so that members are closer. And members are generally closer. Uh, I can remember when it was Dakota County, Southern Twin Cities Association, it was a lot closer in those days. There has been consolidation in the state. We're down to 16 local associations. And way back in 85 when I got in the business, I think we had 21. So it's slow. Uh, We're going to lose one this year Uh, up in Fergus Falls. Mm -hmm. They've decided to fold and merge with another association.
2: When you have uh, the state advocacy side of things, talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit with our state legislature. What that involves, and in and, uh, uh, you, you know people going over and talking to the legislators and the senators and all that stuff. What what are the hot
1: topics that
2: are going on right
1: now? Sure. Well, luckily we're done this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a full time. We have two full time lobbyists, and we have another person in political affairs. Plus, we work with another firm to help us to cover all of the different hearings in there. Uh, Our primary focus is this year. We're regulatory-related, working a lot with the Builders Association to try and bring down the costs of putting new housing in the ground. We need more inventory. We have to figure out ways collaboratively to say we have to lower these costs somehow. It's Mm -hmm. too much to get units in the ground. Uh, Second, trying to close that home ownership gap in Minnesota, which we have closed it somewhat. We used to be the worst. Now we've moved up five spots at least, but it's a challenge lunch. And we worked for we lobbied hard for a first time home buyer, a down payment assistance program this year. Uh, we didn't get it. We were asking for hundred and seventy one million dollars to try and really make an effort to first generation home buyers, which is anybody people think oh yeah. you're target it's anybody and there's a lot of people that are first generation home buyers, and we're trying to get people into that so that they can build wealth uh We weren't successful; we passed a bill in the House, but we were unsuccessful in the Senate this year. But
2: I thought there were first-time homebuyer programs. There's
1: some first-time homebuyers through the Minnesota Housing Finance Agency and some scattered programs. And that's actually where we started was to look at those programs and say, is there some way to consolidate it? Mm -hmm. Because some of the folks, uh, you need quite a bit of down payment nowadays. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the folks... would go in and they would say, yeah, we have 15 loans that we're given this year and they're, we're doing them at $2,000 each and they could get another $1,200 over here mm-hmm. and $8,000 there. And then they'd finally find a house and you know what that's like oh, trying yeah. to find a house. Yeah. And they'd finally get it and then go back to those places and they go, sorry, well, the money's gone. Well, now you've upset a seller. You've got agents that have a lot of time in there and their credibility now is on the line. And it was all because that entity didn't reserve the dollars, they just gave it First come, first Mm serve. We didn't think that was a good way to do it. We thought that the program needed to be reformed. We needed to have all the dollars in one spot and make sure that the buyers are qualified so that homeowners didn't have to worry that they weren't going to qualify. We didn't want to have a whole bunch of uh, additions to it. Some of the programs, you have to replace this, you have to replace that. Well, Mm -hmm. now the homeowner doesn't know if they're going to get it or not, and they look at two offers. One, down payment assistance where there's all these potential problems pitfalls pitfalls mm-hmm. or cash well that's an easy deal yeah, right. i'm going cash right. and or
0: either, or even just traditional finance or traditional right. finance lost so many deals due to Bond loans this past yeah. year. that we just, yeah. you, you guys wouldn't accept the wouldn't offer. Even even though they're wouldn't even look yeah, at them good Yeah, it was the first
2: it. when you had 10 offers yeah. on the table and there's a bond program there. That's
1: the first one that gets swept into yeah. the yeah. trash can. It, which Which isn't right, but it's that's reality. Yeah. It's yeah. reality because yeah. you're working for your client and your yeah, client wants sure to be able to make have the that move.
3: Highest likelihood to sell the house for the most money there in you a timely go. fashion. You know, those yep. are the decisions being made on cash and conventional financing, easy. If there was a program that was more cut and dried and re- funds reserved, pre-qualification, et cetera, Right. You know.
2: Now, are those dollars now that are, are like second mortgages that need to be paid back? Are they grants? Or they what? live
3: in the house five years. It
1: doesn't have to be paid back.
2: Is that? So what, we're, what we're trying before, yeah. to get is permanent
1: funding. Trying to get permanent funding, but at least wanted to seed the program with dollars this year. And we worked with a bunch of nonprofits. We worked with um, mm-hmm. private. We had the um, Better Business Bureau that was on um, the Minnesota Business Partnership set up a whole uh, DEI section, and they endorsed it and said this what is a was good the good program. Then? Roadblock was a they didn't come out with a tax bill, and they didn't want to spend their money on that. Mm-hmm. They said but the market's a $8 already a billion dollar surplus. Nine. $9 <laughs> yeah, well, billion surplus, but um, yeah. People always think, because I've been lobbying you know, for a long period of time, and they always think that, well, when they have a lot of money, it should be really easy. Mm-hmm. It's just as hard when they have a lot of money as it is when they have no money. Yeah. So it's just a difficult atmosphere up there right now.
2: And to your point, uh, uh, from a first-time homebuyer, I have a, a, a client that we're working with right now. He's 60 years old. He's never owned
1: a house.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm in the same boat. We just, just he's never, never owned a house, transaction. Sure.
2: And and he's uh, you know he wants he's been renting you know for years and years and years and, and uh, now the now the uh, uh, owner you know wants that house back and he's got to b- go buy a house he, and he says you know I'm finally going to buy a house. Sure. You know, 60 years old.
1: So my grandparents are in the same situation. Mm-hmm. They had rented their entire lives and finally bought after my parent my grandfather had retired. They finally bought a house. So, so that
2: money, and he's and he's in the same boat. I mean, he could, you know, you know, he's got his toys and all that stuff. He's been renting a house, so he's lived like he's owned a house, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but he'll need some. I mean, if there was some assistance available, he certainly right. would take advantage of it. The question is, is how can we remove the stigma of a bond program? Yeah, you know, from from the purchase agreement, and a lot of that is is the extra hoops that in some programs that need to go, be gone through uh two two appraisals sometimes or or inspections additional inspections and some of those kinds of I things
3: I heard there was some talk in the associate about in the forms removing that piece of it from the forms am I right
1: We removed that piece for no. it'll come out in August Okay. will see okay. Uh, that line was eliminated that there were some line. other things they yeah. were asking but that particular one uh was okay We're still a little concerned about the homeowner side of it, which is, does the homeowner understand how this financing is going to work and potential Mm -hmm. damage to a home buyer if, indeed, their assistance program doesn't work out?
3: Because that was added just a few years ago as well. It was added because of problems a few years ago, and now it's
1: being eliminated. Because
2: an offer comes in, gets accepted, thinking it's a conventional mortgage, everything is good, and all of a sudden it's like all these hoops. And the the seller is like, wait, 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 wait. You know, I didn't, nobody told me about
1: that. I got to move into my house. My house is ready as well because a lot of people forget that. There's chains. These are chains. And one kink in the chain screws up lots of people's lives. But that's the importance of Uh, actually
3: being qualified for for whatever financing option you're taking out and the ramifications if you move forward with trying to purchase a home and you are, in fact, not fully qualified. Right, um, right. You know, And that's it's the reality of, of buying anything that's a large transaction like real estate. Right? And the
1: collaborative work that you guys do between in the agents, field sure. between agents when you're yeah, working with agents then. where
3: you say, yeah, I've done deals with this
1: person before, yeah. and they've always closed well. Their staff is good. They yeah. assist. Mm-hmm. They keep me informed. Yeah. I know their mortgage person is going to mm-hmm. do a
3: good job or whatever. Lots of deals like that that we've won over the last couple of years for sure. With that, we're going to head out to break here. We'll be right back with more Real Estate Chalk talk. As always, hitnergroup.com, 612-627-8000.